0: Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin. Have a podcast. The show where two former roommates, and they were roommates talk about a new movie every week. This week on the show, we're talking about arrival.
1: There are days that define your story beyond your life. I... Like the day they arrived.
0: what might be called first contact. The objects measure at least.
1: I'm Colonel GT Weber from the Intelligence. Pack your bags. You're at the top of everyone's list when it comes to translations. Priority one. What do they want? Where are they from? You'll be reporting to me, but you'll be working with him when you're in the shell. That's what they call him—the UFO.
0: Who's being carted off in the medivac?
1: Not everyone is wired for what you're about to do. So, what do they look like? You'll see soon enough. Every 18 hours door opens up. That's where we go in.
0: From director Denis Villeneuve. You like that, Cody?
1: Good pronunciation. I like that. Good
0: pronunciation. Thank you. Uh, So this is obviously Cody's pick. Uh, Cody, why did you pick this movie? Tell us about it. Tell us about Arrival.
1: I I don't know why I picked this movie. Um, It is one of my favorites, I think, just of all time. But, you know, I don't know how I really got introduced to it. It was released pretty recently, I believe uh, 2016, which is kind of a stacked year for movies. It had this. Mm-hmm. It was the obvious Great uh, year. Moonlight, uh, La La Land. I was looking at the Oscars because I think it got snubbed for a couple. It's actually a pretty good year movie, so I wasn't too mad about it. Uh, I saw uh, The Lobster was another movie that came out this year, which I know you Great like. Movie. Um, yeah, why I picked this movie? I, I don't know. It, I just love it. I think... <laughs> It is. I think. I think it is my favorite movie. And the thing about it is, every time I watch it, it just makes me cry. And <laughs> I'm not a crier. I'm not a crier at all. And this movie just gets me every time. So yeah, I, I just really wanted to talk about this movie. Honestly, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, I do want to hear uh, your initial thoughts first, because I have a lot of thoughts. But I think when when um, in the past, and we have talked about this movie, I have talked about this movie a lot, and I, I raved it, and I haven't heard a ton from you. So I am very interested to in what you think about this movie.
0: So, So, this is my this is my third time seeing this movie, and I will say that it is. I feel like it's the best on the second watch. Um, it was really good the first time I saw it, but I still is like, it's one of those things where like you have to come back to it to like really get that full experience. Like after, um, obviously there's a twist at the end, and like, or you could say there's a twist at the beginning. Mm And I think the second watch, like when you fully just like immerse yourself in that and like pay attention to that, you can really appreciate it. And it's like a a fantastic movie. Then watching it the third time, you start to like really get like nitpicky and pay attention to like some of the background fluff that gets in there. And it it was a little bit less of enjoyable experience. I also just watched this movie like a month (laughs) and a half ago, the last time I watched it because I showed it it to my mom um, over the summer. So it was pretty recent as well. Um, so I paid a little bit more attention to like maybe some of the, the stupid stuff that we'll talk about here in a second. Um, for me, the the beginning of this movie is a little slow. Like it, it's a slow burn, definitely to start. Like it it does a good job of building up anticipation and kind of that tension. But if you take like the first 30 minutes, like the aliens arrive, but nothing really happens. You just see like Amy Adams like and kind of whiny about stuff and then eventually she goes <laughs> but then it gets to a point where like they start to figure out the language and it, it really speeds up and like the last little bit is like just fantastic um the look of the aliens themselves and the look of the the design of the language the design of the spaceships is just like amazing and like extremely well done i think those spaceships are pretty like iconic iconography for this movie just like super recognizable if you just see that spaceship you know like oh that's a rival um and then you know we talked about the twist there for a second like i just think it's one of like the great twists in all of movies like you know i'd put it i'd say it's top 10 easily maybe top five
1: <laughs> uh, high ranking for for all time twist that is funny um yeah i'd say it's up there for for that i feel like there aren't too many crazy twists Maybe Empire is the, is the one that comes out to mind. Um, yeah, just bouncing off a lot of what you said. Um, I think this is also the third time that I've watched this movie. So that's kind of weird, but a little bit different from you. I haven't seen it for a while. So I think I watched it the first time. And then like a couple days later, I was like, dude, I got to watch this shit again. Just to, like try to re- recapture everything. Um, so, yeah, sort of I was just coming into it. Like, obviously, I know what happens, but I didn't see it for a while. So I was a little bit nostalgic and... I did really like it the third time as well. Also, I kind of disagree with what you're saying about it. It it is a tad slow in the beginning. This movie's only, I think, like an hour and 50 minutes long. So it's not super long um, for other similar movies you could compare it to. Um, I think the first probably like 15, 20 minutes is just character building, sort of that, you know, Amy Adams, kid has cancer, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's just good to know, get to know her a little bit. Because I think, this is literally just her movie. I was looking at the cast of this movie and it's very strange to me. when there's only like literally three actors in the entire thing who actually have more than like five minutes of screen time. Yeah. And I feel like you don't even notice that when you're watching it either. I think I was just so entrenched with, with the story they were telling. Um, and yeah, obviously I'm just going to say out front, I think this is my favorite movie. Um, it might be my favorite, favorite performance just from a single actor of all time from me, Amy, Amy Adams. And I think um it might be I don't know if it is my favorite musical score, but it is a very, very
0: good musical score. Um that, that just, first uh-huh. moment you see the spaceship and like the music, Uh-oh. that like droning, uh, I don't know if it's like a violin or something, but like uh-huh. that is just so it 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 is it is really good, like in that moment specifically, but throughout it is just great.
1: I agree. Also balancing off what you said, the the design is just so cool, so unique uh i think this was adapted off of a book but i don't think they got the visual style from it at all i think Denis Villeneuve is just sort of a, a master in that in that uh mm-hmm. compartment of this movie um and then yeah also just like you think it is going to be like one of these scary alien movies i feel like in that first 30 minutes when they go up into that thing like i'm expecting someone to die like it's a horror movie or something but I don't know, it just takes like a complete turn into an actual linguistic political movie. I think is a really difficult choice from a director, but I mean obviously I love it a lot. And then yeah, that sort of um I did want to talk about the twist as well, the time aspect. I I love so much of this movie. I could probably do like a five-hour essay of just like the time aspect and how brilliant it is on the third watch, especially. You know, obviously, like time is distorted a little bit in this movie, but on the first watch, you obviously don't know that. Um, and yeah, just I don't know, dude. I could I talk forever about it, and it's just one of my favorite things. Um, so yeah, th- those are my initial thoughts. Uh, I'm very high on it if you can't tell, but <laughs> you got any more initial thoughts?
0: No, I mean, I, I just want to reiterate that Amy mm-hmm. Adams is really incredible in this movie, so good. Uh, I'm sure we can get into that a little bit later, but let's move on to the stupidest part
1: you stupid
0: um i think i probably have a little bit more than you so i'll I'll get started with the first thing and we can kind of bounce back and forth here Mm -hmm. um this one's a little nitpicky but uh when when amy adams first goes into her classroom at the beginning of the movie everybody's cell phone is just on everybody's got their sound on what are we doing people (laughs) who who has their who how many people have their sound on I don't know anybody that keeps their phone sound on all the time, especially when they're in class. Like I know an emergency is happening, but they just got phones going off left and right, making noises. Sounds like some movie making bullshit to me.
1: (laughs) Let me ask you a question though. If um, an alien encounter was happening on earth, would you even go to class in the first place?
0: Probably not. But if you're going to class, I mean, like you decided to go to class, but you're going to leave your phone sound on, like just be (laughs) on your phone. Like, I don't know. It seems like a strange choice.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like that wasn't even, like, any updates or news. It was just, like, probably their mom or somebody being like, texting hey, him, do, you yeah. see, do you see this going on? Like, you can have that on silent. It's not hard to see. Um, yeah, that is pretty nitpicky. Uh, my first one um, was a little bit more broad. Um, I didn't have any, like, nitpicky stuff like that. Um, but just sort of the idea that's being presented that America is sort of, like, the only competent people to to be able to, like, connect and, and talk to these aliens it's just sort of a, an idea that i think is maybe a little bit arrogant a little bit dumb uh the knee does have some conflicting uh, stuff later in the movie where you know americans are kind of just these bullheaded idiots who, who want to attack everything um but i mean it is sort of presented as you know
0: it's very America. pro-western yeah like america's yeah, the my, best. we've got the, of the chinese we have the can't best figure it out yeah you
1: know, like the russians are they're just animals as well they're going to attack it as well Mm -hmm. so i thought that was kind of dumb um sort of like we're the only country smart enough to communicate with them um also (laughs) something i thought that was really funny but is kind of dumb as well china was supposedly trying to teach the aliens how to how to talk (laughs) using mahjong tiles, (laughs) which which is really funny but it is also kind of a little disrespectful i think uh, saying that you know chinese scientists would, would use mahjong tiles uh, but yeah i thought that was pretty dumb
0: <laughs> yeah i agree with that i think it does like a weird back and forth thing with that because it's kind of like pro-american but then at the same time it's got this like well we've got like crazy idiots here who are like gonna go and blow up these aliens and also our government never listens and and moving on to my next stupidest part is how much I cannot stand Forrest Whitaker's character and like how every decision he (laughs) makes in this movie is just dumb first of all he shows up and he talks to Amy Adams and her like being like I need to be there on site like to talk to these aliens isn't good enough for him he says no this is your only chance and he leaves and then she does the whole like oh ask what the Sanskrit word for war is thing which I don't even really think that proves anything because forrest whitaker's character doesn't know what it is either way so then he comes running back to amy adams and he's like oh just kidding we will take you to the aliens and then he's like no don't teach him how to say words we don't need to figure out just ask them what their purpose is like bro what do you mean you don't speak the same language as him he's just like repeatedly dumb and like will not listen to amy adams when it's like very clear she's trying to build to something and he's just like all over the place like uh why can't you just ask him the question right now after one session <laughs> it's like what are you talking <laughs> like can you understand like what oh and like when he shows up he like plays her an audio recording he's like translate this and she's like i i can't he's like well you could do it with farsi <laughs> and like that's a real language that people speak and you can learn like this right. is just some these are aliens <laughs> like what is she supposed to do maybe so forrest riddiger
1: yeah that is dumb maybe he was like maybe these aren't aliens and she should be able to talk to them. They're just people from a different country. That is a very good point. Uh, The government, I think, in general, is just a bunch of idiots. They don't make any good decisions, really. Yeah. Uh, Amy Adams is clearly trying to help, you know, just try to, you know, create some simple words of communication with these beings. They pretty much do everything possible to get in the way of that. Um, Honestly. Yeah, I I, I do back that. My other dumb part was, I feel like it's the obvious dumb part, the, the American guys, you know, loading up the TNT and just you know shooting it in there for no reason um i think i think you were right in the knee sort of going both ways because the government just i mean a com- complete group of idiots even at the end when those seem like some know, trump
0: supporters what do you think
1: <laughs> no comment people topical like, oh, movie. At, the, at the end uh <laughs> when um when they're leaving when they're evacuating or whatever and amy adams and jeremy renner just like talking like you know we did everything good look at these idiots like what are they doing (laughs) like even they're acknowledging like they're working with a bunch of idiots which i think is funny um but yeah i I don't really have anything major being dumb this movie i I think we can nitpick a you know some american political ideas a little bit but other than that i think it's it's pretty solid from
0: script wise
1: you got anything else
0: the only thing that i Uh i don't know I don't like that much. I I think they're the whole Jeremy Renner, Amy Adams like love story is kind of forced to me.
1: No chance, no chance.
0: Like I, I don't
1: feel
0: <laughs> I just don't think their relationship really has like any like diff- like in reality they work together a ton and like there's probably a lot you don't see on screen, but like in terms of like major moments that happen, like there doesn't seem to be any like rapport building or like relationship building, um beyond like oh they're meant to be together and like this is the moment. They're meant to live together, which then they end up splitting up because he can't handle that their daughter's gonna die. So that's tough. But uh, RIP. I just don't think I like Jeremy Renner that much. To be honest, that's fair. I think the relationship should be better.
1: <laughs> that's definitely true. um Yeah, maybe the relationship is a is a tiny bit forced. Uh, I'd probably disagree with you on that. And most of what you said, Jeremy Renner, just great guy. You know, I'm a big fan. Uh <laughs> I think they do have a little moments just building up. I, I love the scene. I, I might talk about it later in performance where Jeremy Renner, you know, admits her love for her or whatever. I think that's a great scene. And I think it's built up to that the entire movie. Um yeah, I, I guess I guess I could see where coming from that really though.
0: I also think it's just because like maybe in the script it's almost supposed to be like he's this like really nerdy dude that like kind of like is like swooning after a little bit and like has had a crush on her the whole time but i don't know jeremy renner doesn't play the super nerdy astrophysicist super well
1: he's a scientist <laughs>
0: Yeah, he, do- he doesn't look smart he doesn't look very sharp i think that's
1: <laughs> they try to give him glasses too to look smarter and he kind of just makes him look dumber if i'm nah. being honest yeah it doesn't work soft
0: yeah all right, uh, why don't why don't we go ahead and move into our uh, favorite scene? She
1: very gorgeous to me.
0: Uh, Cody, why don't you get us started?
1: Yeah, I got a couple scenes here. Um, the one you mentioned, the first visual of the spaceship, I do think that's pretty iconic. It's got to be up there for best scene. Um, and then, basically, I'm just going straight to the end here. My two favorite scenes. Uh, the first off is is the just the general Chang scene. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's just very very well edited, just cutting back and forth between those two points in time of her talking to him at the banquet and then her, you know, running away and calling him. Um, I don't know. I think I looked actually, I did some research you, into it actually, and I actually looked up what the line was in Mandarin. Do you want to hear it or
0: did, did you do your own research yet? Um, well, it was going to be one of my questions trivia questions Yeah.
1: <laughs> well i'm gonna just ball it early so this, is be- this is beautiful beautiful stuff here um uh the backstory the one of the writers who came up with this line whatever he put it in when he put it in he actually thought that neville knew was going to put subtitles so he actually put some serious work into this and hey, he tried worked to make really
0: it, hard on it yeah to like come up yeah with perfect So yeah, the, the
1: translation i'm going to cut to the chase here uh it's in war there are no winners only widows Oh, uh, and I'll tell you what, it's beautiful. If I was, you know, General General Chang, I'd probably change that one Chang. too. I think it's Chang, isn't it?
0: It's with an S. Well,
1: I typoed. I looked it up because I specifically wanted to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> and I just look it wrong. But anyway, oh. that's a great scene. But my favorite scene is obviously the ending. Um, it's perfect in every single way. The building score, that's what gets me crying, dude. The score, every time I hear that, I just start tearing up um i mean dude just going through like those choices like i don't know dude you put yourself in amy adams shoes like that is a tough decision um she did leave jeremy renner out of it she 's kind of tough i also don't know any of the characters names by the way that, that that's probably not good but louise
0: <laughs> she has a dumb louise. name louise yeah that is a
1: stupid name and Ian. i know i know i know i know a botan costello i know them yeah, yeah dude the ending is so good um just heart-wrenching i mean the, the scene where she's talking to her daughter saying, you know, she's unstoppable. And then just all the way around to, you know, her and Jeremy Renner, you know, coming together, I think it's beautiful, beautiful cinema. And it's sort of the stuff that, you know, I want to see more just the conclusion of that, I think was done so perfectly um, for my boy, Denis, just, just to have this like such a closed story, but it has like such a, such a massive scope and then it just has a perfect ending as well. Um, but yeah, I, I would say those are my two favorite scenes. Uh, what, what do you think about those?
0: Those are good. The only thing I would add is just like, um, I think the first, I think the first scene when you first see the aliens for the very first time is really great because it's just like you don't, you have no idea what to expect, what they look like, um, and they're just like super unique design. And then they like shoot the ink out and make the letters, and I, I think it's just really cool. Um, and then as well as like the next time when amy adams like takes her suit off to then like talk to the aliens and the birds chirping and um you obviously get the call back to that later with the daughter's drawings but i just really like those interactions between them and the aliens like any of those moments are my favorite in the entire film i would say absolutely
1: the one at the end too where um She's she like actually, actually goes in. face to face with it that's sick as well visually because you can actually like sort of see you know the top of them as well which yeah you didn't get Abbott to see. is death process is that process
0: some broken english but
1: still <laughs> <laughs> still really good stuff i think
0: oh. all right we'll move on to can act wow i'll get us started here i of think course. there's a i mean we've already mentioned that there's there's an obvious easy choice here amy adams absolutely robbed of an academy award probably she didn't even get nominated right she wasn't
1: even nominated no yeah, how is that possible
0: robbed of a nomination extremely great i mean the script is really great in this and it's like a super unique idea but in all honesty like amy adams carries this movie and you put anybody else in her role uh and i i don't know if this movie is the same and i don't think it's as good i don't know if anybody else pulls it off quite in the same way that she does uh perfect balance of just like the raw emotion and just like also just she plays smart well. <laughs> it's believable she that does. she's, she's actually smart and that like the stuff she's saying she actually knows. Uh I think like the cuz the trick of the movie is that at the beginning of the movie you see like her daughter die and you think the whole time that this is the past, it's already happened. Um right. but in reality it's just like Amy Adams is seeing into the future as she begins to learn the language and yada 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 whatever timey whiny Yes. <laughs> But I think she it does a really good job of like showing because it seems like she's really struggling with this like rough past, which she probably has had a, some sort of past that isn't favorable. Um, but she does a good job of like. When the reveal happens, it's like, oh, this is all the future, but like she was still being pretty emotional and I don't know, it's a really tough balancing act for an actress, especially like shooting out of order and trying to keep track of all the stuff and like in a movie like this, like being able to like be that like constant it's just strong point throughout the whole thing is, is really impressive.
1: I agree. Yeah. I think, um, uh, watching it for like the third time, right. just her, her, uh, performance in the context of things. Sometimes like I didn't even notice that the first time because I didn't even think about like where this is in the story. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I do back that as well. Obviously she's my first pick as well. I don't know how she was nominated for an Oscar that is complete. Complete bullshit, excuse my language, but that's actually bad from the Academy. This is her best performance I've seen. I haven't seen her in everything, but she's pretty dang good. I just think she she's so subtly emotional at times. Um it is it is hard to describe how good she is in this movie. She's emotionally just like unbelievable. I feel like at, at conveying just these subtle things. Um it's something I would consider you know, more of an art form than acting. I think she really did nail this role. And like you said, I, I don't think anybody else could could do any better. So yeah, good casting. Great performance from Amy Adams. She's definitely my number one actor. I also did want to throw out Jeremy Renner. He deserves some recognition. <laughs> he doesn't have a ton to do. Uh, but yeah, going back to that line, I did actually write it down a little bit. Uh, the line of, you know, he spent his whole life looking up at the stars. But, you know, when the aliens arrived, the only person who really blew him away was amy adams you know i thought that was a great line that was his most emotional line probably and i thought he he did pretty well with that i'm sure you're gonna pick him for worst actor uh you know uh because <laughs> there's nobody else to pick really but i'm gonna give him think, a shout
0: out so going back to amy adams i think she's definitely better in uh justice league that's her best performance but <laughs> uh, snyder
1: cut or, or uh, joss whedon
0: oh obviously Josh whedon the superior movie right of
1: course. <laughs> if you said Snyder Cut, I would have had to disagree with you. Yeah. yeah. Well, she is things.
0: pregnant in the Snyder Cut. So I guess there's that.
1: Yeah, you spoiled that on the podcast before. I still haven't watched a Snyder Cut. So you just spoiled it for a whole, whole other season of people. Way to go.
0: Find four hours of your time and <laughs> tell me, <laughs> tell me you were going to watch it. I, I doubt it happens. So, <clears throat> well,
1: yeah, are do that wrong. Let's hear your uh, worst actor. Who can't act?
0: Um, let me look up his name uh michael stolberg is (laughs) agent halpern he is the cia agent uh i don't know this dude just like kind of all over the place with the performance because he's like trying to be like he doesn't he's not really a cia agent cia agent type like he doesn't seem like a like a suit or like a, a an undercover like I feel like CIA agents are like kind of reserved and secretive. And like this dude is just kind of loud and obnoxious and just like really all over the top. And his purpose, his purpose is basically just like disagree with everything that Amy Adams says, but um, I just don't really see like CIA with this dude. Um, maybe just random government official, I guess he plays, but I don't know. CIA doesn't really seem right for me. What do you think? I,
1: agree. I think he's like one of the heads of the CIA too. So he should be, I think hey, he's man, like I the director of or
0: something, or yeah, I don't know. It
1: should, it should be like some shifty, some and He's shifty also guy young, right too.
0: Though. That is true.
1: I did have him down on my list as well. Um, Michael Stolbarg, um, he's all right. He's not terrible. He is. Ha- have you seen uh, Call Me By Your Name? Surely you've seen that.
0: No, I have not, but I you have not
1: seen that. that. Oh, man, he's the dad in that. He's actually really good.
0: Army Hammer is mean, kind of uh, not in a great spot right now, so.
1: I don't know. I don't know much about army. But yeah, he's in that
0: movie. He's you don't know dad. about Army Hammer.
1: What'd he do? He had sex with somebody? I don't
0: know. Nah, he like said he wanted to like uh eat people. Oh, cool. He's like a cannibal.
1: <laughs> Interesting from Army there. Uh yeah, that's not what I've expected you to say. Um uh, <laughs> fair, fair enough, I guess. Don't eat me, but fair enough. Yeah, no, but that guy, he's the dad in uh Call Me by Your Name mm. to uh, Timmy Chalamet. And gotcha. he's actually really he's really good in that uh you should watch that movie it's actually pretty good um yeah he's pretty shit i also had forrest whitaker down um is he bad no
0: anybody else could have played the role (laughs) yes have i seen him be
1: a lot lot better yes forrest whitaker is a very very good actor and you know this this isn't really a role for him to shine but he definitely could have been better so i had him down as a who can act as well but yeah those are my only two i mean this cast is tiny so it's hard to you know if you're not going to go after the main two it's hard to pick on people
0: but yeah yeah i completely agree uh i think yeah forestry would have been my second choice i didn't write anyone else down but that's good um we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the recast and we're back moving on to the recast
1: you're fired you're fired you're fired, you're fired you're
0: fired i actually have quite a few little options here
1: uh you go first i only one.
0: uh well first of all i'd like to replace jeremy renner (laughs) that's fair i was thinking Um, about that so i've got two choices here uh first one is i tried to pick someone kind of first of all amy adams and jeremy renner are both kind of like older in this movie which is i it's a little strange for the story for them to like then have a kid but like I guess Amy Adams was like 41. No, no, no. She would have been like 42. when this came out, he would have been like 45 when this came out. So still on the older side for kind of the roles they're playing. But, uh, my pick is first pick is Will Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I think, uh, throw a little comedy in there, (laughs) a little lighter tone. Uh, Will Smith is more handsome. And I think Will Smith also seems smarter. So, uh, He's better than Jeremy Renner in every way. He
1: does. He does seem a lot smarter. Isn't he older? Isn't he like fifty?
0: Yeah, Jeremy Renner's fifty right now, so I think they're like uh, the same age.
1: Maybe. Who's Um, your other pick (laughs) for
0: that? He's fifty-two, so he's two years older than Jeremy Renner. But um, yeah, too old. uh, My other pick, in if we're not going Will Smith, uh, would be Zachary Levi.
1: Yeah. No, I'd probably veto that one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, uh, he can play he can play nerdy and goofy a little bit better than uh, Jeremy Renner can. A little bit of a, you know, can't. Just a nerdy guy. I just want them yeah, what, a little bit nerdier.
1: What serious thing has Zachary Levi been in, though?
0: I don't even know. He's not a serious actor,
1: is he? Hey, man. Chuck. Is it Shazam? Yeah, uh, Chuck. I can't name off his IMDb if I'm being honest. It's pretty, pretty sparse
0: you got beef agri levi or something bro like
1: yeah. <laughs> i don't i was just you it know place
0: and entangled
1: that's true all right that's a uh, very dramatic role. uh <laughs>
0: he's in thor the yeah. dark world
1: yeah he's he was a replacement for one of the warriors three <laughs> that's actually embarrassing um but yeah i i, I don't mind will smith um uh, levi yeah i'd probably say pass on that um i just have one recast um I I wanted to get rid of the CIA guy. Um uh, and you know sort of like what we were saying I I wanted somebody who, who could like intimidate me a little bit. Mm. Um so I thought maybe give me somebody older. Um how about the good old fashioned my cocaine. Uh-
0: <laughs> oh god. Is he going to be <laughs> British? Yeah, uh,
1: why not? Why not? I don't think you uh, can let's...
0: be the director of CIA and not be born in America. I'm going to be entirely okay, honest. Okay, he's
1: not the director. He's just a I could be wrong. He's He's just a high-ranking government official, um, in my new movie. And yeah, I don't like Brits. Let's get a little bit of Nolan in this movie. throwing Michael Caine, and I'll tell you what his his uh, voice would just eat up the that script. I think the CIA guy got maybe a better script than Forrest Whitaker, and he just had a terrible performance. Um, so that's why I we went after him. And yeah, I think uh, Michael Caine he'd bring a little bit of elegance, and you know, a little bit of British to this movie, which I think it needs. So yeah, that's my that's my recast. Right? <laughs>
0: uh i've also got the cia guy uh as, mm-hmm. as a recast and i'm gonna go with the classic g-man choice in john ham who looks better in a suit nobody <laughs> true give me john ham he can who's
1: better playing like an fbi agent than john Hamm?
0: nobody, nobody. he's it's nobody. iconic so you know cia fbi same thing he uh for me because he's a little untrustworthy too like he, you never quite he can play some shifty cops as well. So oh, he's
1: shifty. He's yeah, you, shifty. you
0: don't you don't trust this guy, even though he works for the government. Like he, he might be the good guy, but I don't know. Maybe he's the bad guy. I think John Hamm is the is the perfect one for that role. That's a good pick. <clears throat> I'll give you props there. Thank How about you. we move
1: we move Michael Caine
0: to Forrest Whitaker's role, and then
1: we put John Hamm in for CIA guy. That might be better. I think, I think that's decent, or, decent recasting for, for us.
0: We put Tommy Lee Jones in for Forrest Whitaker.
1: <laughs> I feel like this was made for Tommy Lee Jones and he just didn't end up doing like it. <laughs>
0: Honestly, it seems like <laughs> a Tommy is... Lee Jones role.
1: Yeah, that seems like most of his roles where he's sort of just like this disgruntled government agent, just like putting people on a project and he has to oversee it.
0: Exactly.
1: Um, but yeah, I kind of don't want to see that just because he's done it so like, that done it so that. So <laughs> like that. Tommy Lee, baby. Classic. <laughs>
0: Who uh what about uh oh god what's this dude's name? What about Kurt Russell?
1: <laughs> you can't remember Kurt Russell's name. I don't know, he's so bad in the fast movies, I don't want to play with anything. <laughs> exactly. Seriously. He
0: plays Mr. Nobody. That's I know
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's so bad at them too. Him and uh, uh Scott Eastwood. Oh man, what a terrible duo. I did watch I did um work myself around to watch uh the fate of the furious and uh they are in it a lot. Those two guys. Just unbearable on screen. Shout out oh Scott God. <laughs> Let's just throw in Scott Eastwood too at this point. Dude. If you're getting Kurt Russell, you gotta get Scott Eastwood.
0: Well, what about Clint? Nah, Clint's too old. Scott East here, Scott Eastwood can p- play the uh the Trump supporter. <laughs> <laughs> army the,
1: <bar>. <laughs> <laughs> the conspiracy oh,
0: theorist. Cool. Give him I a little serious
1: real, I guess.
0: Uh yeah, there we go. Uh, what about, what if you, would you rather have Lawrence Fishburne play Forrest Whitaker's role? Hmm.
1: I do like me some Lawrence Fishburne. I Dude,
0: feel like Boys I, in the Hood, Lawrence Fishburne, so good. I haven't seen that actually. Uh, I feel like Forrest Whitaker is a very good actor though,
1: but he yeah. just didn't do very well in this movie. So yeah, I guess I would recast him, and that is a good pick. Um, but I feel like you gotta give Forrest Whitaker a chance here if he's like supposedly excited about the role but it, it just didn't seem like he was excited about it at all.
0: Tell him to get his stuff together and try again. He can be in the sequel that we'll talk about uh, <laughs> here in a second. But first, we're going to go Welcome to the Academy.
1: This, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture.
0: <laughs> first of all, great picks all around for our uh, recasting. We're, we're that, was recast. that was a great recast. That was a
1: great recast.
0: Welcome to the Academy. Cody, what what awards should this movie win in your fictional Academy? I'm going to start off serious
1: here. Um, I do think that Amy Adams should have won uh, for best actress and yeah, she should have won and she wasn't even nominated, which is, you know, a, a little, a little frustrating in hindsight, but you know, it is what it is. I also think, I, th- I think it's close for best director that year. It was um, Damien Chazelle who won it for La La Land I haven't seen. Uh, but also Barry Jenkins was up for Moonlight. Um, so that was a tough year for Best Director, if I'm being honest. And he probably didn't have much of a chance being, you know, sort of newer on the scene. Those were some obviously very good movies. I think Barry Jenkins was around personally. Um, but I do think the knee had a case over um, Denis Villeneuve. I mean, not <laughs> over uh, Damien Giselle, similar name. Yeah, I don't uh, think a lot of lens <laughs> that great,
0: but so... I would definitely put him as my number two pick there. uh, Would would you
1: have Barry Barry Jenkins before him or after him?
0: Probably after or before him. I mean, I I would, I would have given the award to Barry Jenkins. And uh, I think, yeah, I agree. (laughs) I definitely think her performance is better than Emma Stone's in La La Land. I think Emma Stone's great, but uh, I would give her best actress. I think she should be nominated (laughs) nonetheless. I mean, yeah, even if you're not going to give it to her, she has to be nominated, I think. I'm going to be honest, like I have, Emma Stone and La La Land is the only performance I've seen of these other ones of these Best Actress nominations, mm, so... Yes, yeah, same. I can't speak on them necessarily, but... <laughs> I have
1: you know, seen this movie, though. And she's I have very seen this good, movie, and so. she's good, so...
0: And you know, the thing is, if she wins this award, maybe she stops making, like, really bad Oscar-baity movies like Hillbilly Elegy, so... Her her career would be on a better path. <laughs> exactly. If I feel she like... She just won her that Oscar. Is true. That is true. She, be she
1: deserved it, so...
0: Uh, I'm going to give uh, this movie best fictional language. Uh, you know there's there's some classics out there. Uh, I know you're a big <laughs> fan of uh, Star Trek. Ooh, that
1: was that was my pick. That was my next pick. Best there fake you language. You got to get it. Is this better
0: uh, than Klingon, Cody?
1: <laughs> oh yeah.
0: What about uh, Dothraki or whatever the Game of Thrones language is.
1: What about uh, Na'vi from Avatar?
0: Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> Elvish from uh, Lord of the Rings or I was going to say that next. Yeah. So I, I think, I mean, they obviously don't speak it, but in terms of like, I mean, first of all, they designed like an entire language just for this movie, uh, a written language and and the, the uniqueness of it and the way that it plays into the actual plot with, you know, their way their mind works and everything kind of being a circle is uh, a super unique idea. And I think it fits perfectly. And it's, it's definitely the best use of the language because it's not even just like... Kind of a gimmicky thing where it's like, oh, they speak another language and we've made it up just so it seems like a immersive world. Like this is actually a pl- pivotal plot point.
1: I agree completely. That was
0: my second Oscar, uh best fake language. Um,
1: I think it is the most creative thing I've seen in a movie in a while. Uh what you what you touched on is the well, the, the circle and the old time thing also makes a whole lot of sense. Um uh, I think it is also cool it's not like a a spoken language it's just straight up written um Mm. you can't really you can't really speak it it's just there and you know you have to answer back in the same way I think that's pretty dope and I do think it's the best out of all those fake languages we we mentioned I also did want to you know bring up Wakandan that is uh, a pretty cool um you know Hieroglyphics or whatever—they're not hieroglyphics, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, but yeah, I do think it's the best—you know—fictional fake language. So you kind of stole my asker there, but I'm not too mad about it. So yeah, kind of tough.
0: Thank you. Uh, you know,
1: great minds um, think alike, uh, I
0: guess. Yeah, I that mean, is that is we, very strange. That's the a first time that's ever
1: happened. Yeah. Uh,
0: why don't you go ahead and take the next one since I stole the last one for me? You got any left?
1: i don't have any oscars left oh.
0: <laughs> all oh, i had oh. was
1: best actress best director me. and best fake language yeah
0: my last one is just base best spaceship design i think this is probably like one of the coolest spaceships just in any form of media uh i think the district 9 spaceship is also very well done um, i really enjoy that movie but uh it's so the spaceship is very against type And it's uh, just completely unlike anything I'd seen previously. And uh, I think it's a really great testament of just being able to create like that visual language for this film and um, very much the the style they're going for in the aesthetic. uh, I mean, throughout the whole thing, whether it's like just the fog with the spaceship floating above the sky and off the or floating slightly off the ground, like just all that together is just like really sick to me. Um, So yeah, best spaceship.
1: I really like the movement of the spaceship too.
0: Mm.
1: Sort of um it is it's not crazy, but I mean it's very slow and it's very like drawn out, I feel like. When it turns horizontally, I think that's pretty cool. Um yeah, the design is is also done massively well. Anything visual in this movie, I think is just hands and above the best part of it. Um mm. and there is also like story behind it as well, which I, I think is you know a great combo. Um, yeah. I do think it is probably the best spaceship design. I'll give you that.
0: All right, now we're going to move on to our weird movie <laughs> details trivia. Right. Naked Grandma. Naked, huh? I'll say right off the top that uh, you did take my first question. It was going to be, what does Louise say in Mandarin to General Shang? Uh, and the answer, of course, is in war, there are no winners, only widows. I did have some options that I'd like to share with you. The other options were- I'd love to hear the two most powerful warriors are patience and time. Okay. In peace, sons bury their fathers. In war, fathers bury their sons.
1: Wow, that's deep.
0: Thank you. So those would those would be. No, I looked like war quotes. Up. <laughs> uh,
1: I was gonna say that's a hell of a quote to pull out of your eyes but
0: so uh how many questions you got though? I have two
1: it's uh, okay, so pretty I, easy
0: i just wrote another one so i i also have two so why don't you go <laughs> ahead and get started with the the questions now
1: all right uh yeah the first one's a gimme um basically i just want it is hard to find details in this movie i think um yeah i asked uh what was the their daughters who ended up dying what was her name <laughs> <laughs> and then wait there's a hint it's a palindrome do you know what a, <laughs> do you know what a palindrome is for? <laughs> uh
0: yeah it's like race car it's no word is the same forward and backwards which you're talking about the music at the end it, that is also actually a palindrome like that piece of music that they wrote it's the same forwards mm-hmm. and backwards so yeah i did uh, that is a cool detail
1: but yeah that was a layup uh i just love that detail of the palindrome um it's, it's very strange but in the in the circle of the movie i think it's great so yeah, that was my first question. Good job. One for one.
0: All right. My first question. Uh, this is adapted from a book called story of your life. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing they changed in that is the way their daughter dies. So in the book, she actually lives to be 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she <laughs> dies in an accident. Was it an accident while a mountain climbing, B horseback riding, C parasailing, D Piloting a plane. <laughs> wow,
1: well, you can see is, why
0: I'm, they changed it. Yeah,
1: I'm never gonna get this in a million years. Because <laughs> it'd be pretty uh, terrible
0: if you knew, like, your daughter was gonna like die, like drown, and you were just like, "Oh, go swimming," <laughs> you know? Like, that's a lot. Yeah, worse I thought like you could than, stop that like, her getting a disease that she you can't prevent. So, but which okay. one do you think it is?
1: That's a tough question. Uh, I I would guess it's not mountain climbing because that just sounds stupid. <laughs> what were the last two sounds like something i
0: would write uh
1: parasailing, parasailing and
0: piloting a plane
1: piloting a plane i'm gonna nail down those two for some reason um just because they seem more dangerous than uh whatever the other one was horseback riding. Like, yeah horseback riding. i think i don't think it's that one either I- i'm gonna say parasailing just because that sounds legit so yeah we're gonna go with it go with my it
0: was in fact actually mountain climbing <laughs>
1: What <laughs> she died what at gym. twenty-five
0: in a mountain climbing accident. So
1: what is she doing doing mountain climbing that's so dangerous?
0: Play like I don't know. Maybe she was, maybe so she was climbing fall. Everest. People die all the time. <laughs> People die yearly climbing mountains.
1: Fair enough. I'm glad they changed that. That's really stupid. <laughs> it's not as dumb as horseback already, though. Uh, yeah, so my other um weird trivia question. Uh, it's a doozy. I don't know if you're gonna get this one, it's gonna be tough. Um, so, yeah, you know, there were 12 locations where the aliens dropped and I'm going to spell out, you know, five possible locations and you're gonna have to tell me which two are the actual correct ones. Um, another fun detail of the movie, I tried to look it up on um, why the 12 sh- ships landed where they were and nobody could give me a great answer. Um, and I love that. <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, so, yeah, here are the five locations. Two of them are actually where they landed. Uh, we got Greenland. We got Venezuela, we've got South Africa. Venezuela's one. Okay. We got Cameroon and we've got New Zealand.
0: So um, I think Venezuela's one. So yeah, we got Greenland, well, South talk- Africa,
1: Cameroon, and New
0: Zealand. So I know there, I know there's Venezuela because they have like the video of the protests happening there. Um, so I'm gonna lock in Venezuela. That is correct. The thing is, so I know there's one in Sudan in africa because they talk about it um so there's probably another one in africa or maybe another two in africa i mean you've got 12 across seven continents um and africa is a pretty large one um but i feel like greenland is also but people aren't really there so like who who even lives in greenland polar bears i don't know penguins one of the two
1: Right, because it's all ice, it's, it's the reverse thing with Iceland. Here. Yeah, it's ice, Iceland's yeah. nice and Greenland's not. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, um, I know there's one in China, I know there's one in Pakistan. Uh,
1: sacrifice my life for Pakistan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know there's one in there's two in Russia, actually. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, there's one in the Black Sea, and then there's one in um, Siberia. The, yeah, Siberia. I always forget the name. I
0: this. okay, so. I feel like I remember Australia like being up on the board, so I don't think there's one in New Zealand. So I'm going to knock New Zealand Mm -hmm. off.
1: Okay.
0: So what do I have left? I have South Africa, uh, Cameroon, Cameroon, and Greenland. Greenland. Yeah. I don't really remember one being at the bottom of the map of Africa, but I feel like there has. Mm. (laughs) I'm taking (laughs) too much time here i'm gonna i'm gonna say <laughs> greenland the final answer
1: oh that's correct wow you really Thank you. you really worked that one out and you went against your brain i think and it works
0: yeah, no I because to, I, I, re- I remember the map and there wasn't one like in south africa exactly which i thought was strange but looking at the map Because i figured there would
1: have been two in africa that's why i put two mm-hmm. african places on here to try to throw you off but yeah Too you did hot, well uh i also put greenland and venezuela as the first two to try to throw you off it in the multiple choice of five but uh i can't get anything past you. i guess so, uh <laughs> you're, you're two for two on uh, weird movie trivia So congrats
0: all right i don't know if you'll you'll either definitely get this one there's no multiple choice you either know it or you don't so right that's it uh, what famous skit did the comedians abbott and costello perform <laughs> that serves as the basis for their names
1: Come on, you don't think I know this, dude? <laughs> <laughs> Who's on first? Come on. Yeah, dude. there that's, we go. That's classic baseball. A classic, uh, you know. Conjecture there. Great question, but uh, pretty deep stuff. Uh, so what, I was one for two, right? Yeah, I got the first one going. Yeah. That's kind of tough. Yeah,
0: yeah well, you could give yourself two for three since you just you no, need the answer to the question.
1: I'll take it. I'll take it.
0: All right, pitch time. I'm going to start here, okay?
1: Go for it. I have a terrible pitch. I got, so a, whole, I got a whole spiel. Oh, I'm excited.
0: 3,000 years in the future, a more advanced <laughs> human race must go out and save the heptapods from extinction. Their mysterious home planet far off in the stars has a super volcano that is erupting and the humans are tasked with finding somewhere new for the heptapods to live. They must travel out into the stars. A little interstellar vibes there. You know, these movies have a lot in common. And then, did, uh, you know, I, that's about as far as I got. But, you know, some hijinks ensue. Uh, I like that. There's, there's some callbacks, some no some games. <laughs> you know how it goes. And then, of course, the title <laughs> of the movie is going to be uh, Departure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is unbelievable, dude. I think you just stole my notes. You lit <laughs>
0: All
1: right, uh, yeah, that's my a pitch.
0: that's a gimme, Cody. Come on, that's <laughs> we're not that original.
1: Uh, on to my pitch, uh, yeah, we have the title of Departure. Uh, it is, you know, it's a uh, it's three thousand years in the future, and it's time for the humans to help the aliens. Uh, I do want an entirely new cast because I don't really want them to touch this movie at all. Um, so you know who I'm hiring as you know the main man going to help them out. Take a wild guess.
0: Someone's gonna help him out. Your main man, Dave Batista.
1: <laughs> yes, Dave Batista is. The hey, kernel.
0: if didn't if Denis uh, directs this, they work sure. together on Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So they yeah. got connections. They're homies. Exactly.
1: Dave Dave Batista is you know leading the mantle, but he's also got Florence Pugh there as his oh. dad, the new lead uh, linguistic expert.
0: Big up and comer.
1: Uh, so yeah, we got we got a good cast. I can't believe we both got departure as well. It's, that's that's kind of weird. Um. But yeah, I feel like it is very hard to pitch this movie. Um, if I'm being honest, I don't want to see anything else from from this universe. Um, I think this is a perfect standalone, and it doesn't really need to be touched. If the knee, if the knee, you know, says let's do another one, I'm not going to tell him no. Um, but I really don't think he will. Um, but yeah, Departure is <laughs> <laughs> evidently it's going to be made because we both <laughs> we both pitched it. So
0: the other thing is like that if you're that's it. crazy. If you're gonna like turn it into a series, you could do like uh let me see like what is what is what's happening in Greenland for like an episode and like right. everything that ha- and then like they all build to like the same point where they like to discover. But the thing is, this movie is like very American-centric, where it's like they're really the only ones that matter in their point of view. So if you could somehow tie in like the important discoveries that are different places are making all the political unrest that's happening and, and create something cohesive as a story that would be interesting. But I think this movie serves better as like the individual. It's not like the, the alien story is important, but also like it's about like Amy Adams's character and like her daughter and her relationship and like the way that all fits together is what really makes this great. So. Yeah. I don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. I think that
1: is a decent idea actually of like, just making a, a like an anthology series seeing off the first contacts you know the other 11 spaceships That that's not a terrible idea and I'll probably watch have that. you know
0: filmmakers from different countries you know direct the episodes have people you know actors oh, yeah. famous from those places different styles stuff like that would be interesting put it
1: in their language and everything yeah no I think that's a that's a pretty good idea uh, probably the best one we could pitch for
0: this movie so, yeah good shots there boy all right now we'll move on to our ratings <laughs> I'll get us started out of 69 I'm gonna give this movie the third highest rating oh 64 out of 69
1: wow that's pretty high for you there I know I
0: don't seem super hype when I talk about this movie but I I do (laughs) like this movie a lot like I think it's I think it's one that's really great to like just show people that I've never seen before so maybe just like pure rewatchability. like I don't know you need some space in between each rewatch, but like if you've got that space and especially if you're watching with someone for the first time, like experiencing it with another person is like, makes it really great. So uh, it's a five star for me on Letterboxd and uh, yeah, 64 out of 69.
1: It's a very high rating for me. Yeah. Uh, don't know if I expected that high, but definitely like it. I think this will be my highest rated movie uh, we've done so far. I don't remember what I did Moonlight for. I think I put it at 67. Um, yes, you did. I did. Regardless of that, I'm going to give this a, a 68 out of 69, which is a very, very bold score. Um, I'm not claiming this movie's perfect. I'm sure people you know, don't like this movie a lot. But I, I don't know. It's just something I you know, emotionally connected with. And I think it is my favorite movie after watching it uh, for the third time. So, yeah, 68 to 69 i kind of do want to show this movie to my mom as well uh she loves like the sci-fi you know soapy shit so i'm sure she'd ball her eyes out with me if we oh, yeah, it together. my
0: mom was crying at the end of this stuff man oh yeah it's it's some heavy stuff dude
1: well i'm a crier and i'll, I'll cry this i morning. don't think
0: it's that yeah. sad to be honest with you i'm gonna be oh <laughs> i'm dude, being it's real so sad. i, don't I'm be I could watch
1: this movie i could watch the movie a hundred times and cry every time and i don't i could not say that about any other form of media so so yeah 68 out of 69 that's that's pretty so, pretty uh, bang up there
0: that puts us at this being our our tide for our first our podcast favorite movie so moonlight 66. and 66 66 so pretty well, good pretty decent i'll, I'll take pretty good that. movies
1: there yeah
0: so now we'll do some recommendations cody why don't you get us started what you've been watching recently got anything you want people to check out
1: uh i've been watching some stuff just some little stuff Started Thirty Rock. It came back on Netflix. Uh good show. I like um, what's his face, Alec Baldwin, and uh, what's that guy's say? name, Tracy Jordan.
0: Tracy Jordan. <laughs> name. Tracy no, Morgan.
1: what? Tracy Morgan. That's it. I like Tracy Morgan a lot. Actually, I think he's really funny. Um, yeah. I also just finished uh season four of Breaking Bad. Um, and it's pretty damn good. I think season three and season four. Are couple of my favorite seasons of tv that i've seen um i was surprised when i saw there was another season um i have watched first couple episodes it's all right i think they probably could end it at season four it would have been just as good because i thought that was kind of a perfect ending um yeah i'm I'm excited to watch the rest also um by the time this is out i'm sure the new spider-man trailer um will be out but did you did you see it got leaked like crazy like last night
0: yeah so last night we were like on the train platform waiting for the train and i saw it got leaked but i was like this is such yeah. low quality and i, I, didn't I just didn't want to yeah. watch it yeah it was it was really bad I, I started it and i was like this is i'd rather just wait <laughs> it'll be out soon so
1: i would assume it'll be out tonight so by the time you're hearing this hearing us talk about it, it it'll be long gone but i thought that was really funny from Marshall the day before they're gonna release the trailer probably it leaks in like the lowest you know definitely it was like a recording
0: eyes. of a phone <laughs> that was a recording yeah. <laughs> of a phone but i don't Just know Apparently, for marvel i think people dude. were pretty hyped. we can we can oh, blame I, sony for this one right
1: i mean this movie comes out in like what three months and there isn't a trailer yeah, it for it.
0: comes out december is, 17th i think which I is unbelievable
1: that, but from marvel i mean yeah the, that batman movie trailer it came out like a year ago and we're not going to get that until like 2023
0: that got some covid delays though and i don't know what happened
1: yeah i mean yeah i just thought that was really funny that marvel messed that up but yeah let's hear some of your recommendations
0: yeah so uh this is actually we took we recorded the last podcast advance of the release this is being recorded the night before uh yeah. so it's, it's been like a week and a half but it's been a while funny enough from today, I hadn't watched a movie in like a week. It had been seven days since I had last watched a movie, which was probably probably <laughs> wow. the longest I've gone this entire year with not watching a movie. For for being entirely honest, um, but uh, I had watched the first part of Twilight, and then I just really you needed a couple of days to sit with that. You know, you got to think about part <laughs> part one. Sorry, I watched part one of the finale of Twilight, so Breaking Dawn oh, part okay. one. Uh, I, I just really had to think about that, you know, and how that impacted me um, it was pretty deep stuff. So, uh, no, I was really busy. I went went to a concert this weekend. That was a lot of fun. So, but prior to that, I did check out uh, a movie called free Guy, And I, I I think I told Cody that I liked it a lot, but I, I can't recommend this movie enough. I, i this is my favorite movie that has come out this year, and I know oh my God, I know it's which I just said this like two podcasts ago that my favorite movie had just come out, and it's probably going to keep happening with everything that's coming out in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but this movie is just absolutely a lot of fun, like probably top three, probably my third favorite theater experience of all time, uh, wow. behind like Infinity War and Endgame. And just like the impact those had there's a moment in this that legitimately had people cheering and in the same way as Cap getting the hammer <laughs> in Endgame. Like if you remember that moment in theaters, like when everyone's like yeah. like there's a moment that's this movie where like in packed, free guy, packed theater, free guy, night of release. <laughs> it was hype, dude. Uh, it definitely has its issues, it's not a perfect movie, but uh <laughs> there's some cringy like gamer stuff in this, but it's a lot of fun. I describe it as a a mixture of The Matrix, Ready Player One, Truman Show, Tron, and Her all together. Um, probably all those movies, other than maybe Ready Player One and Tron, are like better movies. <laughs> but it does a good like amalgamation of all those different things. And there's some genuine laughs and some pretty fun cameos. Uh, Hugh Jackman makes a cameo the rock has a cameo uh there's some others that i don't want to spoil but uh channing tatum like plays a character for a couple scenes more than a cameo but i was surprised when that happened uh but no yeah taika watiti's this. uh steve joe keery from stranger things is pretty decent so oh, yeah I know, that? uh it's pretty fun honestly so i would definitely check it out especially in theaters if you have a chance uh they also did a cool thing where they had a lot of like real like YouTubers and streamers like play themselves in the movie because it's like supposed to be like this video game thing is happening in real life. And obviously you'd have these famous YouTubers, streamers like reacting to it as it's happening. So they, they, have, like, uh, they have KSI? Nah, it was like uh, they had That's Jacksepticeye and like Pokimane and uh, PewDiePie. <laughs> PewDiePie did not show up. I think he uh, is kind of on the outs, but Laserbeam showed up. <laughs> Oh, laser! And some really? uh, some kid in the back of the theater yelled, "Oh my god, it's laser me Kind of cringy, funny. but it it was a it was an all in all fun time. So I would, that's my main recommendation. Go check out Free Guy. I know it might look a little stupid, but and if you want to really contemplate your life for a week, watch uh, Breaking Dawn Part One.
1: I'll make sure to check both those out. Thanks for the recommendation.
0: Thank you. <laughs> two top tier uh, movies right there so. exactly all right well we've come to the end of our uh what is this our eighth episode i don't is even know the season
1: i believe it's episode six but it could be well
0: <laughs> that's uh probably more accurate but um this is episode this is a great podcasting this is episode seven Isn't it episode seven. oh yeah it
1: probably is i probably just skipped over the drafts and my name yeah. yeah you're
0: probably right <laughs> episode seven of the the pod we're gonna come back with episode eight it's my pick oh. uh i don't know what i'm picking yet though so i gotta figure that out and uh just uh stay tuned for the surprise maybe it'll be something fun lol i i definitely want to pick a oh, movie wait. that's not great oh, okay
1: yeah i just realized we're releasing this tomorrow right so i was talking like we're gonna release it in a week i don't know why i was doing
0: that so maybe the
1: spider-man trailer won't be out tomorrow okay i I thought you were like i was like you
0: were like it's releasing tonight i was like i don't know (laughs) about that uh i think
1: it is it is it's releasing tonight or tomorrow i'm pretty sure anyways talk about it next podcast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah if if that comes out we'll do a review (laughs)
1: You picking a national treasure? I definitely want to pick something that's movie?
0: a little bit. We've been picking good movies recently. I, I want to bring us down in quality a little bit. So
1: this is my season to pick just great movies. I think I picked Terminator Two off the bat, which is still a good movie. I think my next one I'm going the Prestige, dude. I'm just taking all the bangers this season. I mean, I've picked like
0: of my you two picks. I picked movies. like two of my favorite movies. Exactly. So I got to pick something that's uh not as good. So. All right, we've I droned know. on for long enough. <laughs> if you're Cap'n, still
1: listening, yeah, stay capping. Probably love, yes.
0: think, reconsider how you spend your time if you're still listening yeah, at this point. I would back that. <laughs> stay capping. We'll see Peace. you next week. Peace. Adios.